Hello and welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one best-selling book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And if you're brand new to my channel, I'd love for you to subscribe to the channel. And if you'd like a free gift, I'd love to gift you, for sensitive souls, my Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, the three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. And you can get that at sensitivesoulguide.com. And today with me is a very, very special guest. She is actually a soul sister of mine, and we met from Heartache to Joy, one of the biggest global telesummits on the planet, having to do with energy healing. Deepal Shah is an amazing, amazing healer, intuitive, and she has helped so many people tap into their intuitive gifts. So let me share a little bit about her, until, uh, and then I can welcome her formally. So she's globally recognized energy medicine practitioner, mind reprogramming expert, international speaker and a number one best-selling author with a passion for empowering women Deepal is on a mission to guide individuals worldwide toward living authentically finding happiness and embracing the courage to live a purpose-driven life and today our topic is around how to love your intuition because sometimes people you know they they're like well I tap into my intuition or harness my intuition but then they don't listen to it um, or they don't think it's real or they question it. And so we're going to be talking about how to not just harness your intuition, but really love and trust it. So people, thank you so much for being here on Light Warrior Radio. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Dr. Karen, for having me here. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Well, any any j- chance I get to be in your energy field is uh, a pleasure. So <laughs> um this is great. I think I think this is uh, it's taken us a little while because we're so both so busy, you know, with our businesses to actually finally get together. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. There's been multiple times we were supposed to. And and then the holidays came up and I, I know we're both doing some great things. So, you know what? And I truly believe in divine timing. So this is the perfect time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us about your journey, like your what we call your hero's journey. How did you become who you are today? Yeah. So I started to listen to my inner voice is how it all started. A lot of times, you know, we kind of put it on the back burner and we let our ego take over and we say, you know what? I know what's best. You need to be quiet. So at one point in my life, when I was working in the pharmaceutical industry, I decided that I'm just going to quit my job. Of course, it took me two years to listen to that inner voice that kept pounding and pounding on my brain saying, you need to quit, you need to quit. And I just couldn't take the action. You know, I just couldn't do it physically. And then one day I opened up my mouth and I called my manager and I said, I'm quitting. And he said, I knew it. (laughs) you should have done it long time ago. Like I knew it was coming, you know? And um, I was basically just taking up space. And uh, I I realized that I didn't know what my purpose was, right? I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew I was going to take care of my kids and take care of my health because I wasn't doing so well. I had a lot of digestive issues, unhealthy eating habits, and it was one thing after another. It was progressively getting worse. And so I took the time and I said, you know what? I'm going to take care of me for once because I had been working since I was 17 and it, it I felt like I didn't know any better than to work. And so when I left the position, I started to 
understand that what is this body? What do I need to do with it? What does it need? And I started asking these questions to myself because I truly didn't understand who I was. I was this, all I knew was that I was this angry, controlling person, you know, and I didn't like myself. And when you get to that point, you're starting to question, what is my purpose? Who am I? Can I change? Because if I hadn't taken those steps, I know it would have, right now, maybe I'd be on a lot of medications. Maybe I would be in a darker place. And I didn't want to go that route because I knew there is light somewhere. There are answers somewhere, even though conventional medicine wasn't giving me what I needed because I was all about conventional medicine, being a pharmaceutical rep, but I knew there was something else. And so I just waited for the answer. I just waited for the universe to give it to me. And one day it did, it literally landed on my lap because my daughter, my youngest one was very attuned to spirits and she was picking up stones, bringing stones home, like rocks home and talking to them. And every day this would happen. And so I kind of opened myself up to be like, okay, well, what's happening here? Why is she doing that? Is there something else there? And so she taught me how to tune into myself and that there is this other part of not just ourselves, our physical selves, but out there in the spirit world. But I think inside, I was always afraid to tap into that because you're not taught that in school, right? That that's normal. You're not taught that anywhere. And so for me, when I started to open up to that, more opportunities started coming in. And all of a sudden, I was now learning to become an energy practitioner. Of course, I did a lot of energy healing sessions before I even decided that because I wanted to make sure that it worked. And lo and behold, it was magnificent. My entire life turned around. Even now, if friends and family see me, they're like, you are a completely different person. And in a good way, right? Because they knew who and how I was before. And, um, and it, it completely changed my life, my perspective of things. And now that inner voice is what I allow to guide me through life. And when I don't, it shows me that, hey, you should have listened. And so now as a energy healing practitioner, I teach others to also become more intuitive and strengthen their intuition because I feel like it's such an important piece of us, not only in our health, but along life's journey, no matter where you are, whether it's your career, whether it's day-to-day decision-making, whether you're dealing with stress, any kind of chronic health problems, your intuition is your guidance. And when you don't listen to it, then you'll see that it's gonna start to speak louder and louder uh, until you do listen to it. And so that's how my journey just unfolded for me. And here I am today. (laughs) Wow, that's so neat. And you know what you just said about the intuitive messaging getting louder and louder. I I like to liken it to the angelic two by four. You know, I come from an area in small town where they, you know, do a lot of construction, right? So there's like all these two by fours lying around and 
And uh, yeah, for me, I, I really had to get sick before I would listen. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have to get to that. Uh, they call it the abyss or the dark night of the soul. Um, and uh, it that seems like us, yeah, healers is very similar journeys, right? They sometimes call it the wounded healer archetype that we go into that. And, and then the nice thing is we get to understand and be compassionate to others that are going through the same thing because we've actually literally felt it. Yeah. Well, I didn't know there was such thing as intuition. And I don't think a lot of people do, right? And what it meant to be intuitive or what it is to be an empath. Like I didn't, I had to learn all of that in my late thirties. And that's when I saw that my entire purpose changed after 40. And yeah. I'm so grateful for that because I feel like a lot of us find our way, our path after that age. It's true. My, my, literally my mentor said that like two days ago, like he, he literally said that two days ago that, that um, most entrepreneurs, like successful entrepreneurs really start at age 40. Exactly. Obama became president after 40, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Colonel Sanders didn't have Kentucky Fried Chicken until he was in the 60s. Exactly. See? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So so uh, when you were a younger little child looking back, did you feel now as an, the adult looking back that you were tapped into your intuition or was all the programming kind of in the way? Yeah, I feel like a lot of the programming and beliefs and culture, a lot of things were in the way. Um, and I think the biggest thing is the lack of knowledge, right? And I can't blame my parents or grandparents or anybody for that because they didn't know how to describe it either. My mom always described it as God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very simply, it's God. <laughs> yeah, it's because God wants it that way, you know? Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> I think I heard that and um yeah my my home too. Yeah and 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 it's very common and even now she'll tell my kids you know that's what God wants and and I'm like okay let's let's back up a little bit you know but let me just explain what being intuitive and what intuition is just so everybody kind of gets an idea. Yeah right? sure. Intuition is a sense or feeling inside of you that helps you understand things even when you don't have all the facts we go based on our knowledge a lot of times but sometimes we miss that inner feeling that inner sense that really guides us that little voice and I call that voice the voice that I fight with <laughs> I honestly do I'm like we're going back and forth and and sometimes my husband's like who are you talking to I'm like myself you know and I hate that <laughs> Because I'm literally fighting with this voice. And so being intuitive, okay, it means that it's someone who is good at using their senses or mm -hmm. feeling inside of them to receive the answers. Like, okay, can I, can I accept this, right? Because a lot of times I remember when I was working in pharmaceuticals and had no idea about energy healing or being intuitive or any of that, I kind of just didn't, you know, I thought that the little voice was something weird and that that's woo woo and that that shouldn't be there. And mm. I think a lot of people do think that that that's not normal. And so for me, I, I had the intuition work for me here and there sometimes, and I listened to it many times, but I didn't because I didn't know what that was, what it should look like, 
or how it should come in. And like I said, you know, we're not taught that. And I feel like if youngsters were taught that, and I teach my children this mm. all the time, and, you know, it's so, so important and crucial that we understand that inner voice. When something did happen, you know, and it was all good, I was like, thank God I did that, right? And how many times have we done that? Like, oh, thank God I followed followed that, that inner voice. Or I turned left instead of right. <laughs> yeah. And we think that it was just like, oh, wow, you know, where did that come from? But it's not. Um, when I worked in the pharmaceuticals, right, there was a time when I almost gave up my job before I should have given it up. And I'll tell you what happened. I was being bullied by my boss. And I would I would be in tears. I didn't want to go to work. And it happened for a while. Then one day, that inner voice, that gut feeling, whatever, it was speaking louder and louder. And it said, you need to speak up. And, and I always was scared of speaking up. So I've learned a lot through this intuitive voice. And I spoke up to her one day in a meeting. And after that, everything changed. Because what I was doing was making assumptions that, oh, if I speak up, I'm going to get fired. If I speak up, this is going to happen. I was creating stories, right. right? And so those stories were keeping me fear in fear. And so when I did speak up, I said, okay, I'm going to speak up because I'm going to have to do something. I think that's what this voice is telling me. Like, I'm going to have to do it. Otherwise, it's going to, the, the problem is going to get worse. And so I took my chances and I did it and everything fell into place the way it should have from the beginning. And hmm. if I had spoken up, then of course you go back and like, well, I wish I did it earlier. <laughs> so there's this part of us that, 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 you know, we can't make assumptions. We just go with it and watch life unfold. You know, we become victims too often and we shut down and we self-sabotage ourselves because we are, again, fighting with that voice. Um, but I had to let go a lot of self-doubt because that's something that comes up when you are being guided by your intuition. And in my life, that was always made, um, the decisions were always made by the elders and they taught me what I should believe in. And right. Yeah. So my culture as well. Yeah. And, the, and, and, you know, they make all the decisions and um, they c come up with all these beliefs. And so we have to rewire these beliefs. So I wasn't always intuitive. I had to learn all of the intuitive abilities and we all have them. Um, and now I have eight intuitive senses open. So we all have eight intuitive senses and that's what I teach about. Um, but I'm so proud of it because it is my GPS of life. And I, it has really helped me build my confidence in every aspect of my life and really bring peace um, and more joy to, to every decision I make. So sometimes, you know, we think um, that everything that has happened in our life and we, we shut our intuition down, but we can awaken it at any point in time. So remember that. Mm, yeah, that's a really good piece of wisdom. And it seems to me, I want to tell you a little story about my, so my, my uh, mom, my maternal side um, were what my mom would say, psychic, right? Like just 
But the thing was, is growing up, it was a kind of annoying because she'd always figure out when we were lying, but aside yes. from that, <laughs> I didn't lie a lot. Um, but it was always seemingly negative things. So I, yeah, so I wanted to ask your opinion about this because it was like, she's like, I'm psychic and she would be suspecting my dad of doing something covertly or, you know, us, you know, my sister lying and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, and it wasn't like she was a hundred percent correct, but she had such negative predictions all the time. And she was, well, you know, I'm psychic. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't think like even one tenth of what you said was actually true. <laughs> but then there were times where she was she was right on. So it just seemed to be fear based, fear based, fear based intuition. So how is that different from what you're talking about? Because some people are like, you don't you know you get run over by a car if you go that way, right? Like, yeah. is that intuition or is that just fear? Yeah, I call that superstition. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, they're fear based. No, and my mom was the same way. Mm. So I can relate because my mom, um, one of the fears that she instilled in me was that dogs, if you, if you get it, if you see a dog, you better run the other way because otherwise they'll bite you. (laughs) That was a fear based intuition. Sure intuition is the knowledge and our of our experiences right and that's what she was using was her experience right but she felt like okay there's a dog there it's going to bite you so we just stay away from it and so a lot of times people will use their fears and call it intuition mm-hmm. but intuition is a lot comes from a lot more peaceful and calm place yeah and really is is not, it's not fear based at all honestly because it's very universal when your you, your intuition is connected to source Okay. And you could call it God, you could call it universe, you could call it whatever you want, but it is of higher vibration. And when that high vibration comes through, it feels good, not scary. Mm, good right? advice. Remember that, that if it's scary, then it's coming from a belief. Mm. If it's a yummy, feel good feeling. Okay. That feels more, more good you know, good. And it feels more relaxing. And now I can work from that space because a lot of times in life, what are we always looking for? We're looking for solutions, right? We're looking for solutions because there's always problems. There's always challenges. There's always obstacles. And if we didn't have those, I don't think life would be as fun. <laughs> right. Probably would, wouldn't grow and exactly. uh, we wouldn't learn anything. And, yeah. and, you know, it's our job here on this planet is to learn. But what are we learning? We're learning to follow this inner wisdom. And so to have that inner wisdom, we have to be connected up here. And when you're connected, and I'm not saying you have to be believing in God, but you have to believe that there is a higher frequency and a vibration that we can elevate ourselves to in order to um, to to get where we want to be. Um, you know, we all have these goals. We all have dreams and desires. And so all of that can happen for you and manifest for you every single day. And mm. those problems 
can become solutions very, very quickly. Yes, I like that. And in fact, you know, um, the, the, the problems that we are conditioned to think shouldn't happen are often gateways to uh, and opportunities to access our intuition to you know even practice train enjoy you know different aspects of our life uh and although it can be really uncomfortable sometimes <laughs> you know these challenges they can be the best thing that that's ever happened to us uh which is you know my experience now let's talk about drawbacks are there actually any any negative side effects okay i gotta talk to the pharmaceutical rep in you <laughs> <laughs> Negative side effects to, you know, developing our intuition. Just curious. So some of the most common challenges that really hold people back from, from using their intuition is the self-doubt, like second guessing, right? How many times do you make a decision and then you keep going back and forth? I mean, I used to do that. And then my mom does that now. I like, I see it more and more. My husband does that. And it drives me insane because I'm like, listen, just go with that first, first thing that you go, right. Don't go back and forth because, because it really puts a lot of pressure on you and it will put you in fight or flight because now your nervous system is like, what is happening? Oh, and it stresses you out, creates inflammation in the body. I mean, it's a whole array of problems. And you would know, Dr. Karen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Been there, done that personally. <laughs> exactly. So second guessing, self-doubt, using our logical minds, you know, and really just looking back at our previous failures, right? We lose confidence because mm. of that. And then as children, we didn't have a lot of power. So anytime something happened, we got punished for it. And so the more that happened, the more punishment we got, and the more we shut down, we shut down a lot of parts of us that were really, really important, and then created this bubble of, okay, I, I doubt myself. And so I'm going to self-sabotage everything that comes my way because I don't deserve the goodness, mm. right? And so intuition is something that's good. And so when it becomes fearful, because I know I grew up in a lot of fear. And so when that happens, we feel like, okay, then we're going to have these drawbacks of thinking that the other thing is bringing in low vibrational energy. And what I mean by that is, oh, if I open up, bad things will happen to me. Uh, or I'll take on other people's energies. Right. Right. Or if I open I mean, up my gifts, I may be attacked or something. Exactly. Okay. But the biggest thing that I find, and I was talking to somebody today and she's like, I feel like if I do that, I'm going to like, I want to do that but I feel like I'm going to bring in some bad stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, knowing that that's fear-based again, and you don't have to work with your intuition that way, knowing that it can bring in the good is a huge, huge um, aspect of, of how we can focus, refocus and rewire our brains right? Because we have to do the rewiring. We have to do the work in order to make things happen for us. 
And intuition is something that does require work. I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years now and every single day I see clients and I'm using my intuition, but I also use it on a daily basis, like every minute of my life, you know, mm. whether it's okay, should I meditate? What time should I meditate? Is it time to do yoga? Like I ask myself these questions, but the drawbacks that I often see is the second guessing and the indecisiveness and the fear of bad things happening. Right. And and I certainly that culturally, you know, you're talking about rewiring the brain so important because culturally a lot of people learn, I did, that um, you can't make mistakes. Exactly. That the, that you have to get it right the first time. Like like my parents are still talking about, and this is like almost 20 years ago, still talking about my first my first marriage and divorce. Like their whole spiel is like I shouldn't have married him. I'm like, seriously, we're still talking about that. <laughs> Whereas I'm at that place of gratitude. Yeah, you shouldn't shouldn't have. You should have figured it out. You know, you should have learned from other people's mistakes. And I'm like, you mean your mistake and how you and dad bicker all the time? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, I did learn from your mistake, right? (laughs) Anyway. So it's it's very interesting, um, this this cultural and this rewiring that's necessary. Now, tell us a little bit about, and we'll come back to some of these topics, but tell us a little bit about, you talked about working with clients. So what do you do with your clients? Yeah, so I, um, I practice a modality called quantum body awakening. And when I have clients come to me, most of the time they're having um, health problems, chronic health problems um, I've worked with recently a lot of women who have um come to me with breast cancer Mm. uh, nodules cysts all kinds of different things especially sleep problems digestive issues those are some of the biggest but i feel like under every health issue there's a block of emotions Mm -hmm. the human experience you can experience 34,000 different kinds of emotions. Now, if we can experience that many, and if 90% of emotions are repressed, right? And we're having all these emotions all day long. Sometimes we recognize them, but we don't until they're very, very strong. So what I do is I go into the subconscious and I collect all the information, all the stories. I pick up on people's age. I pick up their pain. I pick up past lifetime information. I pick up stories from this lifetime. And I collect all this data and I share it with them. And I ask them if it resonates with them. And if it does, great. If it doesn't, that's okay too. But intuitively, This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm picking up. This is what I'm feeling. And most of the time, 96% of the time, I would say I am, I am correct on what I'm picking up. Mm. And I help them clear these because these are what creates blocks in the body. When we hold on to certain emotions that are low vibration, like anger, fear, and a lot of people will be like, oh, well, I'm not angry. I'm like, no, you're just quiet about your anger. Oh, yes, that was me during fibromyalgia. <laughs> I'm not angry. And the healer's doing Reiki and goes, oh, my gosh, I'm seeing all this black stuff coming out of your liver. And I'm so embarrassed. Exactly. Exactly. And when I've had energy healing 
done as well. They're like, you're angry, you're upset. And I knew I was angry, but you know, I, they were sharing with me all these other emotions that I didn't even realize. I was like, oh my gosh. And it scared me, mm. right? Something, you know, people who are skeptical or doing energy healing for the first time, it's a little scary. So I help those people walk through it. I explain to them exactly what I'm going to be doing, yeah. how it's going to be done Great. and how to guide them. And right, because people can be re-traumatized if, you know, the, the healer is, is not intuitively um, <laughs> checking in on what they're able and willing to accept or understand in the moment. Exactly. And so once we clear these blocks, Dr. Karen, it is amazing what unfolds. I mean, I've seen people go from procrastination to completely motivated people like cleaning up their clutter in their home because, you know, they all of a sudden cleared all these blocks. Then I've got people who have had financial success and gotten money back from the IRS. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> I work. love it. A lot of different people um, in a lot of different aspects of their life, clearing these blocks and subconscious belief and subconscious imprints. And, um, you know, their life has unfolded beautifully for them. So that's what continues to inspire me to keep doing what I'm doing, you know? Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Well, tell us your your website. And then we're also going to link all the links to connect with Deepal and the um, for everyone listening in or watching below the show notes. So uh, but you can actually say it uh, out loud, Deepal, if you wouldn't mind your website. And then uh, if somebody wanted to to work with you or maybe look into working with you, what's involved? Yeah. So if you would like to work with me, well, first of all, my website is Ananda, A-N-A-N-D-A, the number four life.com, or you could go to deepleshaw.com. It'll take you to the same place. Um, and you can take a quiz there right on that page, which will tell you your two most prevalent um, and strongest intuitive abilities. So you can do that. Um, and on the site, you could also uh check out the shop page. There is uh, where you could find healing MP3s. You could work with a healer and um, you could look at some of the programs that we have as well. We have a full resource of healing and support for you. Mm, that's great. And then um, you also mentioned to me earlier before we hit the record button about a discovery call. What that? What's that about? Yeah. So I want to, if, if you are unsure of what your intuitive abilities are or what you are capable of, or you just want to kind of know where you stand. And if you even have intuitive abilities, um, you can book a 30-minute discovery call with me and we'll do it live via video or a conference line. And I believe, Dr. Karen, you have that um, that link. It's yes, we'll put the link in there. Yep, it's deepolshaw.as.me forward slash medical, um, sorry, mentorship consult. So it is a little long. I'd rather you just click on the link. <laughs> that Dr. Click on the link below. <laughs> we'll label it. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's, that's cool. That, so people getting back to intuition for a moment. Now you talked about eight senses. And so you piqued our interest about, Ooh, what's that about? So can you give us a little hint more about how, you know, what, what parts of our senses can help with our intuition? 
Yeah. So a lot of people know that they're clairvoyant, right? They, they, or, or clairsentient. You may have heard of some of these clairsalient, clairaudient, and this is just hearing, seeing, knowing a lot of people when they come to me, um, a lot of students will tell me that they have a knowing, but I help you turn that knowing into something even bigger to where you're able to see things, to where you're able to hear things, to where, and, and you know, people hear things, they just don't know. And a lot of times all of these senses work together, mm. but we're trying to pinpoint, okay, well, what's happening? What's happening? But how do we do that? A lot of times we don't know how to do that. And so if you want to get stronger and clearer on certain intuition, um, in, intuitive senses, then that's what I help you uh, do. And so we work on the ones that are that are already there. We strengthen those and then we bring in new ones. So it's a lot of fun, fun exercises and a lot of a lot of um I'm not going to say a lot of meditation, but a lot of tools and techniques that you can take with you and practice every single day to help you gain more clarity and bring in and open up those senses. Oh, that's great. And it sounds like you've been teaching your kids some of these tools, right? Is that what you were saying earlier? I have. I have. I, I teach them. Um, nowadays, it's a little bit difficult because they are teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> But I should do the opposite. <laughs> I, I still tell them, listen to your inner voice. And you know what? Um, one of my daughter is very, very good at listening to her inner voice and okay. she'll go with it. Um, you know, at one point she was even able to see things, hear things and all of that. And she shut it down because there was oh. a teacher in school that told her um, she was healing one of her friends and this teacher told her, you don't need to be doing what your mom does. Oh boy. And so she, after that day, she shut oh. everything down. Oh. And now she's, she's, you know, going through life, but I feel like she's, she's still listening. It's just not, she, you know, she's not speaking my language. She's still doing the work, but not speaking the language we used to connect with. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. You know, talk about yeah it's funny how society is. It's like, you know, we call these gifts, I call these gifts superpowers, right? And so it's like we don't we don't encourage our our society in general. It does not encourage children and adults for that matter to to tap in, tune in and expand on their superpowers uh, because it well, who knows what the the bigger picture is, but it, it's so empowering. But I can imagine it being intimidating if, exactly. if people are afraid of what they don't understand. I, I completely agree. And that's exactly what it was. It was a misunderstanding. But um, I feel and, and it's unfortunate, but I feel like she still has this knowing like in the back of her mind because of everything that I teach and preach on a daily basis. I know it's there. You know, she may not want to talk about it. She may not want to use the same lingo and whatever. But right. I know that as she gets older, she's not going to care about everything else. <laughs> and then she'll be speaking the same language. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, it's like what gets results, right? Like yeah. if we're if we're attracting or creating more of what it is we desire, 
then if, if she has a little bit of even a tiny bit of stubborn streak in her, right? Exactly. Uh, then, then that's really good because then she can go, wait a second. You know what? This works. So yeah. why wouldn't I do this or be more like that? Even if it's not acceptable to, exactly. you know, an authority figure. So exactly. And she does do that. So, so you tapped yeah. into that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, she, she's not afraid to use her voice with any of any of us. Oh, too funny! <laughs> that is too funny. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, it's 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 really. I mean, I have a, a big soft spot for teenagers. Um, I didn't have a lot in my in my practice, but the ones I did have, they were all highly sensitive, yeah. and so they didn't actually know how to control, if you will, or manage these superpowers. So they were patholog like pathologized, if that's a word, like they were meant, they were told they were sick, right? So yes, some of them had symptoms like, you know, 14 year old fibromyalgia. Like I remember going through medical school forever ago and it's like, you never saw anyone that was that young with fibromyalgia. Usually, you know, it's some woman in her thirties and forties and fifties and sixties, you know, but you didn't see a 13, 14 year old with that. And we're seeing that now. Uh, we are seeing more sensitive souls being born, of course, but it was always about there's something wrong with you. That was the message they were getting. That's so sad. And that's still the case, you know, um, and and it's um, unfortunate because, you know, I, I just had a client the other day whose mom and she's in her 60s, 70s. And her mom back in the day was put in a psychic uh, ward because they thought something was wrong with her because of her intuitive abilities. And so yeah. what I see is that a lot of um, people who do want to tap into the healing realm or do want to heal themselves naturally are afraid to do so because of these triggers in the subconscious these stories that sit there reminding them that, oh, something bad can happen, you know? Right. Um, it's kind of in the collective. Yeah. So they can actually feel that in the collective, exactly. that fear. Exactly. And yeah. so, so that's why, but I think at some point, Dr. Karen, I feel like in the next few years, more and more, I mean, if you think about it, even media, er, even the movies, everybody talks about energy. Right. Star Wars, I think was I, don't, I think I don't know if it was the first one, but, um, you know, the force is within you. Right. Like the that that the light like they were already talking about that. I don't think everybody understands it when they start talking about energy in these shows and and how it really works, because I think people are starting to now realize that everything is energy. But I think the more we spread the word. Um, right. And people won't be afraid of it anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great. That's so cool. Um, like I said, I love I love the young people, and there have been times where, you know, like I said, on the one hand, they're getting all these messages that there's something wrong with them. They need these medications and things like that. And and literally, you know, they may be sensing like there's one child that was um, just really really sensitive, and she was like an A plus student, just an incredible student, but she had these disabilities, right? And um, and she was, you know, going in this, you know, classroom and she went to do the exam and she failed the exam. Well, this is an A plus student. Why would she fail the exam? 
So I said, did you remember your, well, at that point I used a protective bubble as the word I used. I said, did you, you, did you put on your protective bubble so you didn't feel other people's stuff? And she's like, oh, I forgot. Hadn't seen it for a while. So the, the reminders, the accountability wasn't there. And that's exactly what it was. Cause all of a sudden she went from feeling calm to completely anxious because she was feeling everybody else's anxiety who was afraid of taking the test. She wasn't afraid of taking the test. She, she knew she was going to ace it. But the minute she stepped in that classroom, she was overwhelmed with all this. So it's intuitive information, but almost like, like overloaded. Yeah. And that's how my daughter used to be. So she, I used to show, teach her the zip up method. Oh, you know, yes. I'm like, just zip up your energy field, zip up your, you know, like you're zipping up a jacket and you'll be perfectly fine. And so when she'd come home and she's like, oh, I got a headache or this happened or this happened, you know, at school and school is a place of a lot of low vibration, like a lot yeah. of energy, a lot of emotions. Yeah. And so for kids that are very sensitive, we have to teach them these things. You know, mm -hmm. there was a way to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Aside from homeschooling. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe without, well, yeah, without them thinking that, oh, that's too woo woo or that's weird, right? Right. So I, I really yeah. do. But yeah, well, that's actually, it's one of my bigger dreams, Deepal, is, is, you know, like that sensitivity is a superpower book. I have a camp for that right now, it's yeah. only for adults. But I would love to have camps on all four continents for little kids yes. and then teens and then adults because we, you know, we definitely need this normalized. <laughs> yes. That's just part of who and it we starts really at are. young age, right? It starts yeah. at a young age. Yeah. Yeah, it I, does. It does. Uh, so so is there a like a technique or something you could share with us uh, to maybe get people started on how to either connect with their intuition or maybe listen in on what their intuition is actually saying? Yeah, so I'll give you a few techniques because I love each and every one of these, but, and I do give a lot in my newsletters and, and uh, my social media platforms where you could follow me, but I like to go for a 30 minute walk. You know, if I say five minutes, it doesn't do the trick. I know that 30 minutes when I go for a walk, um, even if you're walking on the treadmill, it doesn't matter without any technology, you just listen, just be open to ask a question, right. And watch okay. the answers come flooding through because, you know, I realize that I just go for a walk and I will ask the question if I'm having a problem to something, whether it's in my relationship, whether it's an answer for my kids that I need that I can't solve a problem between, you know, between our communication skills or whatever is happening in my life or whether it's for my business. When I go for a walk, I get downloads because mm. I'm present in my walk and you're out in nature. And so when you have those elements of nature working with you, the creativity just flourishes, right? And so number one, go for a walk. The second thing that you can do is when you're faced with, with a decision or um, a creative task, I like to pose empowering questions to myself, framing them in a positive solution-oriented manner, right? So let's say you're having a relationship issue with your kids or partner. So here's what I would ask out loud or in my mind. 
in what ways can I nurture and strengthen my personal relationship by expressing gratitude and appreciation for this person or for this situation, right? We have to, instead of, you know, struggling and saying, why did this happen to me? Let's turn that around into gratitude and appreciation and ask from that space. So even if we're not in the space of gratitude in the moment, asking the question, the mind actually goes, oh, wait a second. Uh, let me think about it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Because by asking this question, I'm putting it out there to the universe. Right. That, that it must exist. Number one. And that I'm, I am coming from a space of love. Okay. And, I, and I'm engaging my intuition to finding more creative, meaningful ways to show appreciation. Because... Mm are not in that space of gratitude and appreciation, then it's harder to find answers. And we know that from our experiences. Okay. How many times have you been in that place where you just ask and then you still fall into problem, problem, problem mode, right? Because we're not asking it in the right way. That's right. right. Yeah. That's very important. What you share. That's a really great tool because yeah, most people just ruminate. Like I was like the number one ruminator. <laughs> You know, yeah. I've ruminated about a problem for days and days and days and days and days and days and, days and, days and was wondering why I couldn't get an answer, right? And and just reframing that whole piece, like that is, you know, awesome. I, I love being in the body because I tend to be up here a lot, you know? So if I'm in the body and I'm feeling what's running in the body, then my mind starts to go, oh, what am I supposed to look at? I'm supposed to feel something in the body. Oh, okay, fine. Right. And then it does it. And then that shuts off. And then that intuitive guidance just plops in. It's very subtle. And like you said, it's neutral. Like it's not, it's positive or neutral. It's not like, you know, like, okay, this is my funny story, Deepa. I got to tell you this. So, so why, you know, sometimes people got, you know, my, my former patients and clients would get confused about their intuition because so, the clairaudient, okay. I don't know if you've gotten this with your clients, but my, some of my clairaudient folks, sometimes they're listening to what they think is a guide. Okay. But the guide is giving them information that me as a medical doctor and where I am, I'm like, what? <laughs> Right. So so but if it's fear based, right, like you said, if it's fear based and perhaps that is not your intuition. But sometimes people are clairaudient and they can hear a guide saying, well, you have to do this or the world will end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to go in the middle of the night on a full moon and, and dance naked in this pasture at this exact location or the world will end. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, <laughs> how's that working for you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I know, I, I understand because I have had a, a few clients that have had that, but then we tap into, okay, what kind of energy is this guide? And that's a whole different topic, but. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that's a hint, right? If it's fear-based. Exactly. You know, then it probably is not guidance uh, or, you know, the, the ideal uh, guidance if it's fear based. And um, yeah, I, the, my other funny story, Deepal, was like somebody came in and said, well, my guide said that you need to prescribe antibiotics for my ear pain. Oh. And I said, oh, really? Well, do you mind if I take a look at your ears? You know, I'm doing the whole history, the physical, yeah. got the doctor hat on, right? Look at her ears. They're completely fine, right? Did not warrant antibiotics. So that's when... <laughs> That's when I was questioning this guide, like, hmm, 
I wonder, you know, how, who this guy is, right? It ended up, you know, that it's it was somebody well-meaning, a spirit, but not somebody she should have been listening to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so. that's 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 where we have to discern the information yes. that we're getting, definitely. Um, and that's where your intuition comes in, right? Do I, uh, because we have to learn to ask the questions, right, Dr. Karen? Like you've been saying, okay, I ask, I ask. And I, I hear you say that quite often, right? I ask. So I feel like a lot of people don't do that. But when you become and when you're learning to to awaken your intuition and make it stronger, you will know that it's so important to ask. Right. And we don't ask because when we did ask as children, we got in trouble. <laughs> That's right. That is so true. So we stopped asking. And yeah. so we don't know how to ask. And that, yeah. so right now, the students that I have in my Quantum Body Awakening Medical Intuitive Program, I teach them. I'm like, listen, ask. And it's interesting because I have to write down all the questions for them. And they're like, oh, that's a really good one. Oh, that's a really good one. I'm like, yeah. And you just have to practice asking. Right. You asking you're going to be so good at it yep. that you'll immediately get the answers, you yeah. know? So it's all about asking and you can start practicing that right now. So there's the third thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we got the walk, right? 30 minute walk. 30 minute walk. And then the second thing is when you're faced with a decision, you pose the a positive, you turn right. it into positive by, by, you know, adding gratitude and appreciation to the problem. And then the third thing is ask, you know, ask yeah. your body, ask questions. It's okay to do that. You're not going to get in trouble. <laughs> yes, yes, that is fantastic. So um, let me just share your website again, uh, Deepal. So it's anandaforlife.com. So A-N-A-N-D-A, -A -N the number four, life.com. And then we'll put the link to get a free discovery call with Deepal to see if working with her and maybe tuning into, tapping into, and expanding your intuition would be a good fit uh, to work together. And then we'll also put her social media links below as well, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, Deepal, do you, this has been an absolutely lovely conversation. Uh, do you have, a, like, you know, words of wisdom to that we can kind of close the show with? Yeah, so my final words are, to trust your voice. It is your best friend. And um, I, I appreciate being here with all of you, as well as you, Dr. Karen. It's always a joy. And I hope that this journey today helped you understand more about yourself, your abilities, and what can actually awaken if you just put a little bit of time towards it. Um, and at Ananda for Life, we are here to support you in whatever manner that you need support. Everyone's situation is unique. And so we are here to listen to you and support you on your journey. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Deepal, for, for being a light in the world, for being my soul sister, and for the lovely work you're doing. It's fantastic. I see all of us like little nodes of light, you know, just connecting all over the world. It's it's so cool. And then your students and my students, and we're just like more and more and more lights. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So thank you. And also thank you to our beautiful light medicine community, our light warrior community for tuning in until next time. Big love to you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time. <laughs>